Thanks for tuning into the Song Lines and Tan Lines podcast with Anthony Renfro. Those returning, thank you. Those new to this podcast, welcome. Now let's pull up the anchor and set sail. This week on the podcast, I am diving into Jimmy's album, One Particular Harbor, released in 1983. And according to BuffettNews.com, here is the chart success for this album. Billboard 200 charted at number 59. Good job, Jimmy. And on the country chart, it went even higher at number 35. All good to hear. Wikipedia went a little more in depth on this album. And here's what that site had to say about it. One Particular Harbor is the 12th studio album by American songwriter, of course, Jimmy Buffett. We all know that, right? It was released in September 1983 as MCA... 5447. That's not important at all. I just wanted to put it in there for no reason other than just to put it in there. And it was produced by Buffett and Michael Utley. It was Buffett's first involvement producing an album. That's kind of cool to learn. Stars on the Water was written by and a minor hit for country music songsmith Rodney Crowell and also covered by Texan country music singer George Strait on his 2001 album, The Road Less Traveled. The song One Particular Harbor hit number 22 on the adult contemporary chart and Brown Eyed Girl made it even higher, number 13 on the adult contemporary chart. And in addition to songs written or co-written by Buffett, including one with J.D. Souther and Josh Leo, the album includes four cover songs, Stars on the Water by, of course, Rodney Crowell, I just mentioned that one, California Promises by Steve Goodman, Always loved that song, California Promises, Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison, and Why You Want to Hurt My Heart, which was written by the Neville Brothers, Art Neville. Buffett's version of Stars on the Water also appeared on the soundtrack to the 1993 movie, The Firm. And from BuffettWorld.com, I found this nugget. It says, Jimmy's Note, This album is dedicated to the ones I love. I believe the love of the tropics is born in most boys of the temperate zone. And though it may remain latent, if once roused, it is seldom quieted until satisfied. Commodore Ralph Middleton, Monroe, and Vincent Gilpin from the Commodore's story. And there are two songs from one particular harbor that honestly deserve some attention. And they are Deep Cuts, Glad I Am Featuring Them, First Up, Living It Up. That song has been played live twice in 1983 and 1983. If Setlist FM, where I get all my Setlist facts, is to be believed. And second, Why You Want to Hurt My Heart. Do 
That song has been played live only once in Bora Bora in 2010, and I saw that show on Nugs.net when I had a free trial to that site, and it's worth signing up to that site just to see that show. I mean, it's free. You can't beat free, right? Watch that show, cancel it, you're done. Trust me, it's well worth it. I think it was Jimmy, Mac McAnally, and maybe Robert Greenwich on the uh, steel drums. That's all, playing all these songs, really cool stuff to see. I will include a link to some of the clips on YouTube from that Bora Bora show, and you can check it out for yourself. Maybe Jimmy will dust off these two songs someday and give them another chance to shine in concert. Fingers crossed. Beyond those two songs, I did find some information out about other songs on this album. Here's just a few tidbits I found floating around on the web. One Particular Harbor, we all know that song, right? Played live 1,037 times, which puts it at 8th all-time in concert plays. Crazy stat. First time in 1983, and last time played live in February of 2023. And I am sure that date and the number of concert plays will change. Now, here's a bit about this Jimmy classic from Song Facts. Com. Buffett said of the song, I had my sight set on Tahiti a long time ago and connived my way there through my good friend Tom Moffat in Hawaii. We went there to play a show to an unknown audience, but that didn't matter. I had still made it to Tahiti. At the airport, we were met by an old expatriated American named Hugh Kelly who had run away from home a long time ago. We became instant friends and he took me to his home on Maria in the mountains above Cook's Bay. When I looked down at the vista, the song came out as if it had been sitting inside me, waiting for that moment. And another song from this album I found some information on, it's the song 12 Volt Man, and here's what songfacts.com had listed about it. Mike Nesmith, a member of the Monkees, once told Buffett about a man he ran into down in Baja, who is the unknown inspiration for the song. During the Baja race, Mike broke down in the middle of nowhere and went to a small village to wait for his repair team. He ran into an American, a fisherman, who lived in a small hut with what he called the essentials in quotation marks. He had a collection of Buffett's albums, packaged margarita mix from America, an old warring blender, and a tape recorder hooked up to a peculiar power system made out of a Honda generator and a Sears diehard battery. It seems he would fish all week, and on Friday night, he and his friends would hook up the blender and tape player and make margaritas while they sang along to Buffett's songs. Sidebar, that sounds like a perfect evening to me. Moving on, it says, This ceremony would last until the gas for the generator dried up. Buffett got the inspiration to write this while he was in Isla Mujeres, a small island near Cancun, where life had escaped most of the 20th century. The tough part was rummy diehard, but with a few inspiring margaritas, the word came. This is one of his favorite songs. And in 1989, Buffett published a book of short stories titled Tales from Margaritaville. In the story, Take Another Road, a cowboy named Tully Mars 
is on the way to Margaritaville when he encounters the 12 volt man who's making margaritas with his generator, powered blender, and listening to Buffett's A1A album. Cool facts to learn and Mike Nesmith directed a Buffett video, if you guys didn't know that, some time ago for the song La Vie d'Assant. It's a great song and a data video, but still fun to watch if you get the chance. And 12 Volt Man has been played live 24 times, first time in 1985, and last time played live in 2020 during his songs You Don't Know By Heart series. And if you go to YouTube to search out the video I just mentioned, check out this video as well. In fact, I might go one further and try and dig up those links and put those in the show notes. So all you got to do, faithful, dear listener, go to the show notes and you can peruse away on YouTube. See, yeah, I'm a good guy, right? I'm a really nice guy. Why? Why would you say that about me? Come on. That's a nice thing to do, to include links. Don't you think so? Just forget it. You're the one always throwing things, aren't you? (sighs) All right. Back to the notes. And the last song I want to talk about, a little song called Brown Eyed Girl. Played live 900 times by Jimmy, according to Setlist FM. And this is one of the big ones, landing currently in the 10th spot of all-time concert plays. First time in 1982, and last time played live in 2022, which I find surprising. I thought this was a song he played at every show. Guess he hasn't dusted it off for the new tour just yet. Anyway, here's what Jimmy had to say about this song, and this comes from BuffettNews.com. Buffett says, This has been one of my favorite songs since the early days in New Orleans, when it was first a hit. Rumor had it that Van Morrison was a student at LSU, and the stadium in the song was Tiger Stadium. Van's supposed attendance at LSU has been proven untrue, but the song is a summertime anthem. Our addition to this anthem is the great steel drum arrangement written by Robert Greenwich. He thought Van Morrison was from Trinidad and wrote it about the soccer field in Port of Spain. That van sure got around. I can now see why Jimmy has played this one live so many times. It sounds like a personal favorite. And Wikipedia had this to say about the song itself. Brown Eyed Girl is a song by Northern Irish singer and songwriter Van Morrison, written by Morrison and recorded in March 1967 for Bang Records. Owner and producer Burt Burns, it was released as a single in June of the same year on the Bang label, peaking at number 10 on the Billboard Hot 100. The song spent a total of 16 weeks on the chart. It featured the Sweet Inspirations, singing backup vocals, and is considered to be Van Morrison's signature song. I might argue Brown Eyed Girl as his signature song. I think Tupelo Honey gets a lot of play too, but maybe Brown Eyed Girl is his signature. Not really sure about that one. Uh, Maybe I just love Tupelo Honey so much. And because of a contract he signed with Bang Records without legal advice, Morrison states that he has never received any royalties for writing or recording this song. The contract made him liable for virtually all recording expenses incurred for all of his Bang Records recordings before royalties would be paid. Morrison vented frustration about this unjust contract in his sarcastic nonsense song, The Big Royalty Check. Morrison has stated that Brown Eyed Girl is not among his favorite songs, 
remarking, It's not one of my best. I mean, I've got about 300 songs that I think are better. Big wow on that one. I hope he got that royalty thing sorted out. And it's amazing to me when an artist doesn't feel like their popular stuff is as good as some of their other songs. Me, personally, I think Brown Eyed Girl is a great song, but I also can find many other Van Morrison songs, like Tupelo Honey, which I just mentioned, that I like a whole lot more. Let me drop anchor here and close out the episode. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. And if you do enjoy what I do here, don't forget to rate and review this podcast once you finish the episode. And if you need to drop me a line on the Coconut Telegraph, you can find out how to do that in the show notes. Take care. Thanks for listening and have a great week.